innovation, sustainability, building with wood, reducing our footprint, and all the benefits of using natural products to create natural value. This is Discovering Our Fiber. Creating natural value, this is our fiber. To build is to imagine, it is pushing the limits of what is possible. At CMPC, we want to be part of building the future, delivering sustainable solutions to the world. With 100 years of history, we invite you to be part of our next journey with a clear goal to create natural value for a more sustainable planet. I'm Raquel Tomas. And I am Felipe Magovke. And we're the hosts of Discovering Our Fiber, a podcast from CMPC. Welcome to our first episode of Discovering Our Fiber. This is a two-part series on sustainability and creating natural value. Sustainability is the compass that navigates CMPC's journey of transformation. With new ways of thinking and doing business and constantly exploring more innovative ways in which we can create value in a sustainable way, not only for our customers, but for the entire world. In this two-part journey, we're going to focus on how two large companies in the forestry sector who are driven by sustainability have managed to undertake what we at CMPC call an expedition, a journey that will ultimately lead us to running a business that is completely sustainable. The two forestry companies I'm talking about are CMPC and Warehouser. Both companies are heavily involved with many global sustainability initiatives and organizations around the world. Hi, Felipe. How are you? Very good. I'm excited about our two guests and what they're going to share with us. I am too. We'll be speaking with Ara Eriksson, Vice President of Corporate Sustainability at Warehouser, and to Nicholas Gordon, Director of Corporate Sustainability at CMPC. So, before we get started, let's give our listener a little bit of background with some key facts related to our conversation today. Okay. Number one, according to the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, our world is currently experiencing three critical sustainability challenges, global warming, the loss of nature, and growing inequality. And even though there are many large corporations taking action, like CMPC and Weyerhaeuser, apparently we're not acting fast enough. Number two, the Earth's surface temperature has been increasing at a rapid rate for the past 50 years. And if we don't keep the warming rate between 1.5 and 2 degrees Celsius, the environmental impacts could be catastrophic. And number three, according to scientists, if we continue the way we are, by 2030, heat waves that used to occur every 50 years are expected to occur every six years. This means more droughts and wildfires, as well as heavy precipitation and extreme weather events. So in order to keep the Earth's surface temperature from increasing above 1.5 degrees Celsius, we need immediate action at a global scale to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And at this point, we need large-scale reductions. But there is good news, Raquel. You know, the forests are one of the quickest and most cost-effective methods to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Trees, like other vegetations, have a high capacity to capture and store carbon from the atmosphere. Isn't nature amazing? What's really cool is that the carbon is stored permanently until the tree dies or gets chopped down. But even when the tree is converted to timber and used for houses and furniture, the carbon remains stored in the wood. So this is where our journey begins, Raquel. Let's give everyone an overview of what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Okay, so these are the topics we're covering today. 
We'll start off by talking about the Sustainable Development Goals, also called SDGs, and how the goals are integrated into business strategies. Then we'll learn more about the future of the forestry industry and about the forestry sector roadmap, which was developed by the Forest Solutions Group and published by the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. This roadmap was a collaborative effort to help guide, inform, and influence companies in the forestry sector as they begin their journey to become more sustainable. We will also learn about the sustainability challenges the forestry sector is facing, as well as possible solutions. And we'll conclude with the best practices in the management of sustainable forests. So let's get started. We are so excited to kick off our first episode with this great topic on sustainability. Let's get started with introducing our guests, Ara Erickson and Nicholas Gordon. Ara, welcome. Wonderful to um, be here with everybody today. And I'm really honored to be able to share a little bit about what Warehouser has been doing related to sustainability. And I think to what you just said um, in your introduction, Raquel, kind of what our expedition is and how do we really run a business sustainably and how do we operate in a sector that is often quite um, opaque to some people um, and help really understand the value of what we can do and the challenges we're facing and how we can really help solve some of the world's greatest challenges um, through our actions. And welcome, Nicolas. So I'm happy to, to have this conversation today and really sort of navigate the different aspects of sustainability, which are many and, and, and really in, in different areas of, of whether it's the governance, whether it's uh, the products that we elaborate, how we make them and how we really uh, act as, as you know, corporate citizens in, in the world today. Thanks again for the invitation. On September 25th, 2015, world leaders adopted a set of global goals to protect the planet and ensure prosperity for all as part of a new sustainable development agenda. Each goal has specific targets to be achieved in the next 15 years. To achieve these goals, everyone has to do their part, governments, the private sector, civil society, and people like you. Thank you so much, Nicolas and Ara again. Let's kick off this journey. You were both were involved in the development of forest sector sustainability development goals roadmap. Can you guys explain what this roadmap is all about and why you choose to be involved? Yeah, I, I can start with that one. Um, I think if we just kind of go back to the basic idea of what the sustainable development goals are, and I'm I will not be doing it justice to be putting it into my own words, but if we go back to the goals, which is how do companies and um, how does the world meet the needs of society and the planet for forever? And I'm those are my paraphrasing of really important and critical topics. Um, but the SDGs give us a roadmap that sustainable development goals really lay out. What are those core needs that the world Um, both humans and the planet have, and how might we respond to them um, in a way that continues to balance the fairly fragile relationship that humans have with the natural world um, and humans have with, with ourselves and the challenges that we need to make um, so that all humans and the entire world can continue to thrive or, or thrive far into the future. So if we think about the my poor paraphrasing of the sustainable development goals. But if we think about that being the ultimate 
kind of pathway. Um, Weyerhaeuser and I think the forest sector has approached the SDGs in a way that lets us say, where are those places that we can have the most impact or we can have um, the greatest ability to influence or the greatest ability to help improve in the future? And by aligning our work with the SDGs, we can identify where we may not, um, where we might be doing good things today and where we can doing better things in the future. And so we, as a company, use the SDGs as a guiding light for um, helping us. And I think if I'm going to go with this expedition um, analogy for today, um, kind of light our pathway. Where, where do we need to put a light in front of us that we might need to step? How do we best need to think about biodiversity or the use of resources in the future or um, our relationships with um, all the, everyone who relies on the types of products we make? And, uh, and then we use those SDGs as lights along our pathway. I think that's how I would best describe um, our alignment with the sustainable development goals. And then we can get into more specifics around um, kind of specific SDGs throughout today's conversation. Well, to, to complement what, what Ara was, was uh, saying, I could argue that, that collaboration is absolutely critical when it comes to how we think of solving a lot of these, these um, challenges that are, I think, very well expressed through the SDGs, these global challenges um, for, for, for all humanity. And, and that collaboration, I think, has is, is, is been materialized, particularly in our case, through our, our membership um, uh, at the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, and particularly with the Four Solutions Group. Back in, in 2018, we decided that it would be uh, very helpful to have a sector-specific roadmap on how we intend as a sector globally to achieve those, those, um, those challenges that are very well described in the SDGs. So we, we sought out to, to produce this report that was launched actually by our CEO, Francisco Ristaglia at the UN um, in September of 2019, which is this roadmap to to really um, you know harness the opportunities of, of of the SDGs of our sector, but at the same time take you know um, take care of those impacts that that of course we also have on on planet and on on society. Um, those sectorial roadmaps are absolutely critical for the private sector. And, and the different industries to really understand those capabilities, um, those opportunities, and those risks that are, you know, specific to to those industries. Um, in that roadmap, we identified those SDGs where we felt we had the largest impact, negative impact, and positive impact. And and we also sought out to where where we saw ourselves as a sector by 2030. And we followed up that report with a adjustments of a set of KPIs that the Four Solutions Group had. Um, and we made sure that those KPIs today reflect on how we are making progress to eight opportunity pathways that were identified in, in that roadmap. So today, uh, Weyhauser and CMPC and a number of other leading companies of the forest and pulp and paper sector and value chain globally are reporting on a yearly basis on those KPIs and showing how we are making progress on these key sustainability aspects that are, again, at the core of, of the SDGs. 
I, I think it's also important to to remind ourselves that the SDGs are really sort of the the follow up of of the Millennium Goals that uh, the UN had had established for for humanity and for the world um, back in the early 2000s. And in those goals, I think were perceived more as goals that you know states had sort of the responsibility of, of pushing and and you know, and, uh, and, and delivering. And I think for the SDGs, there's, there's a, a fundamental change in really saying the SDGs are open for all members of society, not only states, but companies and, you know, universities and other types of institutions and, and really that just the public at large, we're all invited to be a part of, of the solution. And, and I think that's why it's even more critical that as companies, we understand that role that we play, again, whether it's through our products, whether it's through our operations and our activities, and, and lastly, um, how we can, we can have larger impacts when we work uh, on these challenges um, in a collaborative way. Collaboration is definitely critical in this journey. And hopefully, this roadmap will motivate more companies to get on board with sustainable practices or escalate initiatives already in place. So there are a total of 17 Sustainable Development Goals, known as SDGs. And you both mentioned that deciding on which goals to undertake is based on where your company would have had the most impact. Can you guys walk us through this process? Yeah, I I think you know what we've what we've done really is 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 an initial alignment of of what we are as a company, what sector we operate on, uh, where we are actually geographically in the world, and and then you do an initial alignment of where where you think the areas of of most impact on opportunities are with the SDGs. So, although you could argue that for any company pretty much all 17 would be relevant and you would have some sort of, you know, opportunity and, and impact, you, you really try to narrow down that, that, um, that, that contribution or that, that impact to those that are more material to your companies. And, and I think that's the beauty of the SDGs that it really provides a common framework for all companies globally. So we've seen that in not only in our sector, but in, 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 pretty much all sectors, we've seen companies align their sustainability strategies and their material issues and their, and their main efforts with uh, the SDGs. Now, there's a, there's, there's a risk with, with just doing that, which is for to achieve the SDGs, we don't only need to align our current strategies and our current efforts, but the, the underlying problem here is that these are gaps, these are challenges. So when we align, then we need to follow up with, well, what is the extra effort? You know, what is, what else are we willing to do to close these gaps? Otherwise, you know, this is just business as usual with, with a very nice alignment with this global framework, but we, we definitely as companies need to do, need to do more. Um, now that obviously has a price, and and I think that's where again I, I go back to groups like the Four Solutions Group is that we work together to find uh, those opportunities that um, you know close these gaps, but at the same time are 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 huge opportunities for the sector and and, and for our companies. So that's sort of the win-win situation that we're really looking for. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here for just a moment to expand a little bit of how Warehouser has been thinking about it. I think we've really used the SDGs to help. Um, we've identified, I think, um, six potentially. I should That's a good question. I should know off the top of my head, but I think six where we think we have a contribution to play. And the goals right now, the SDGs are um, really around things like ensuring um, access to certain resources and promoting certain types of inclusive or sustainable development and really creating an equitable and sustainable world. And so we as a company have identified sort of six where we think we have a role to play and a contribution. And then Nicholas, you said something about doing more. And that's how we've used the sustainable development goals to say, where do we need to do more as a company? And we've integrated, we used the sustainable development goals back to this original idea of sort of an expedition to help us launch our new um, sustainability ambitions, what we call three by 30. So it's three big challenges um, that we feel that we're in a really unique position to help solve by 2030. And those for our company, for Warehouser, are focused on um, the role of forests and wood products um, as a climate change solution. Um, the role of our sustainable wood products providing homes for everyone and then the role of our com of our sector and our company in ensuring that rural communities are thriving places to work and live. So the SDGs helped um, align our impacts today with what the world needs and then allowed us to kind of take a big step forward and say, what else do we need to do? And how do we need to be working collaboratively with our supply chain and our value chain, with policymakers, um, with other leaders in sustainability, with our communities to really drive progress in three challenge, three really critical challenges um, of areas where we can can help. So I I hope that kind of helps explain how it's not necessarily 17 goals with check marks and <laughs> have you achieved them, but how are you um, bringing those goals into your sort of ethos of a company and the company strategy? And we've, I think that's the journey that we've been on and many companies have been on. And those of us in the um, Forest Solutions Group are are definitely leaders in the world or in, in especially in our sector in helping um, the rest of our sector and our supply chain move forward. Thank you, Anna. Nicolás, can you tell us more about CMPC corporate purpose. Now it's the create, coexist, and conserve. How does that relate to the CMPC sustainability efforts and the overall business strategy? It seems that are we moving from a corporate social responsibility to a more sustainable way of doing business? Yeah, I you know every every company I think uh, goes through this sort of strategic, you know, um, exercise of of integrating a lot of. A lot of practices. I, I think it's very important to to highlight that none of this is is new, and and I think that's you know the case for White House and for CMPC. It's not that we just started this conversation in 2015 after the launch of the SDGs. This is this is ongoing practices, um, and 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 some of them just really fundamental to the to the sector we're in. Um, and perhaps you would just argue that this is this is not a sustainability effort. It's just really the at the core of who we are and the types of <clears throat> materials that we we rely on, etc. But but definitely this is more about okay. So how do we 
integrate this and 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 look at it as as a strategy for the company moving forward. The sustainability has has had its own path um, in 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 corporations and and kind of really going back to initially more of these philanthropic activities and then evolving to what was known as sort of CSR. And, and now we see sustainability uh, reaching a different level, which is much more of a sort of integrated into strategy. So I think every company today is kind of navigating their own their own process. And for, for CNPC, we in, in back in 2017, we established a, uh, a refreshed, you know, corporate purpose as a company, you know, why, what, why do we do what we do? And that's where this idea of the three C's, the create, coexist, and, and conserve came up. And, and of course, at the core of, 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 of this purpose, there's, there's, you know, the products. What types of products do we, do we, do we put on the market? You know, why are they important for this, you know, low carbon economy? And why are they important for a number of other social issues as well? Um, they conserve and the, and the and they coexist have really to do with that sort of social and environmental, if you will, externalities or aspects that traditionally, um, back in time, companies didn't really have in the heart of their strategy. So we're bringing that into the heart of the strategy of CNPC. Sustainability today is one of six core pillars of the business strategy, not the sustainability strategy, but the business strategy of the company. And that means that you know, we 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 start by by having a, a an integrated strategy, a governance around sustainability, uh, which today is 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 a board level committee within our company that that uh, meets you know every two months and discusses and and oversees the implementation of the strategy in the company. Um, but but also it has to do with with you know, goals and, and, and Arrow was mentioning those goals that they have. In our case, we have goals around innovation, we have goals around social aspects, and we have goals around the environmental aspects. These are publicly made goals. Some of them do by 2025, some of them do by 2030. So sort of this whole the same idea of mid and long term goals that kind of guide our, our performance um, and, and allow our stakeholders to understand, again, where our challenges are, what we're doing to close those gaps, and where do we see ourselves as a company, not next year, but in you know, three, five, ten years from now, which I think provides a lot of, of, uh, of clarity to everybody that we work with in terms of you know, what we want to become as a company or where are we heading when it comes to sustainability in, in, the, in the near and long term. Ara, aside from the big challenges Warehouser is facing, what are some specific challenges the forestry sector is facing and possible solutions? Raquel, this is one of my favorite questions always, um, particularly when I think about challenges and then solutions, because um, there are many challenges in the world today. And if we start thinking about um, challenges and then put them in context of what we can do about them, it's very helpful. So um, I have kind of two, when I think about the challenges facing the forest kind of sector or industry today, and one of them, the first set are sort of external to uh, external, and then the second is sort of internal to how we actually operate. I think externally, we are still just really challenged with a 
kind of a lack of trust and a lack of understanding of, of what we do in the forest and in the products, how we make our products and how they're used. And a lack of trust of, um, of what that looks like. And I, I think part of it is that it happens um, sometimes potentially far away from where large urban centers of people may live. It happens in um, often rural resource dependent communities where there are fewer people and where our direct consumers are not necessarily living. Um, and, and so it, it, there's, and we have a long history of um, not building trust with the world at large uh, about what we do. So I think we have a huge opportunity um, to regain some trust and, or to regain that trust um, and to help everyone really understand what the role of um, forests and the role of uh, forests that are managed for a variety of reasons, but particularly for things like timber to then turn into useful products that society needs. And so that we've spent a lot of time and we're going to need to spend a lot more time um, gaining that trust, listening, um, reflecting on what we hear, not just responding to what we hear, but reflecting and really um, taking it in and being willing to open up a bit. So that's my external challenge. And um, I'm, I'm happy to say that I think there's been some turnings of the turnings of the tides in recent years of a real recognition of how much trust we need to, to gain. And then internally, I think our uh, challenge really is there are so many um, trade-offs or competing demands for forests these days and how we integrate all of those demands like biodiversity and nature and water and recreation and aesthetic values and climate change um, into our decision-making tools that we can rapidly make either trade-off decisions or they're not necessarily as trade-offs, but how we take into consideration multiple needs and decisions or multiple inputs and make um, long-term decisions, but right in the moment. And I think that's our challenge is how do we think so long-term and we now need to be thinking very quickly and building all of those kind of inputs into all of our decision-making um, tools that we use as companies, whether that's how we manage our forests to how we make our products differently in the future and how we get those products to market. One of the forestry sector's biggest challenges is gaining public trust. One contributing factor is a lack of understanding how a well-managed sustainable forest operates, as well as the extensive research and development of innovative products derived from natural resources that bring value to our daily lives. Communication plays a key role in educating people about the forestry industry. This acquired knowledge can spark curiosity and lead to making informed decisions, as well as influence others in seeking sustainable options. We do need to invest a lot more in just public education, public awareness, public understanding. Um, this idea that people will just get it and understand it or should understand it is is not the way the world works today. There's so much information out there and we as the forest sector need to get our information out there as well. So that's on us to, to, to get our story out and to do that. We also need to gain some trust by really um, opening up a little bit more and being willing to let people you know, look, look underneath the hood or come on the journey with us and come into our forests and come into the mills and come see the products we make. And that's going to make us all a little vulnerable 
um, because you're inviting someone into your into your space and into your mind. And that takes resources as well, because we need to make certain that we have the time and the um, the the commitment to bring people, invite people in and have them um, be on this journey with us. And uh, that that's going to that's not always easy. And you can't just do that. Um, haphazardly, because once you invite someone into a relationship, you're committed. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, Ara um, is put, put very well. I think one of one of the main challenges for for sustainability in our sector when it comes to to external. Maybe maybe I can just add using sort of the same you know type of buckets. Um, a few other things that I think are 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 needed to mobilize you know uh, greater action in in our sector. Um, it has a lot to do again with with the idea of, of awareness, but I think you know the, the public in general needs much better information when it when it comes to products and, and how to make those choices. Really, that that you know um, what drives sustainability in a company. Uh, a lot of it has to do with with consumer options. So we we need to give much better information to the public to that sort of launch this this virtuous cycle of of. You know, better preferences and better choices that are that are based on products that are renewable, that are um, that have all the benefits of, of of you know the products of the forest sector. I think science, um, and and this is perhaps external and internal because we have as a role uh, as companies a role to to work together with with the scientific community to really understand better. Um, what what sustainability looks like in 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 the ground right so we talk about carbon accounting or we talk about biodiversity and really i think there's still a gap um in in sort of the, really the knowledge around this science and and how we can act in ways that that um are definitely better for for nature for example right and and lastly i would add to the sort of these external components i think the finance sector um perhaps is not aware um, that our industry is really sort of a key player in that sort of transition to, to a more sustainable, you know, carbon, less, less carbon intensive economy, circular economy. So how do we actually make that awareness? And, and particularly at CMPC, we've issued um, quite a few um, green debt instruments um, in the last six years. Starting in 2017, we were first Chilean company to place a green bond. Uh, we did that in the in the in the U.S. in the New York Stock Exchange. And every year, we've 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 come through with some sort of of uh, green financing instrument that I think ties in that idea of what's happening on the ground in in terms of the real sustainability in the operations with the awareness and with the capital of the finance sector. Um, and then moving, I think, to sort of the internal challenge, I, I think we, we all as companies, we still face, you know, that sort of internal struggle of, of making a strong business case for everyone in a company of, of why this is sort of a better, smarter way of doing business, right? In a, in a theoretical and perfect world, both ARAs and my jobs wouldn't exist because everybody's integrating sustainability to the way they to whatever they do you know whether they're in finance or forestry operations or you know client uh, side of things but uh, but it's 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 still um, um, something that we need to work on a daily basis is really find a business case for all those different areas within our company
Also a very long answer, I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> I just thought it would complement nicely what we were talking on. Uh, I think that's that's great, you know, and the trust and the storytelling, you know, are part key of uh, how to, you know, shape and, and, and contribute to <clears throat> collaborate with others, you know, to uh, kind of fight this big challenge that we have, you know, by ourselves, we're not going to be able to do it. So I think great topics there. And uh, just, you know, sharing here the, some of the, you know, learning by doing, um, you guys have been doing this for years. Um, you, you're, you know, big companies, you have been uh, trying and error, you know, doing that and this. Um, so for other listeners, you know, they're thinking how I will start, you know, I'm not the size of, of CMPC or Warehouse. What is working, what is not? Uh, in that sense, you know, what is kind of the, some of the best practice of, you know, responsibly forestry, uh, the value of sustainability managed forests um, in, in your companies? What is, has been working and what's not? What you guys can share for the rest? Yeah, Felipe, I think that's a great question and one that I think we take for granted a little bit that, oh, well, we operate sustainably and we've been doing it for so long. So just trust us. <laughs> And I think it's great to remind us to really come back and say, what are we doing well? And how do we actually do this work sustainably? And I think back to uh, Warehouser, as an example, has been replanting forests for 100 years. And to today, that just feels like the normal thing we do. Of course, we replant the forests after we harvest. And But that was not the case 100 years ago. And that is sadly still not the case um, everywhere in the world and all landowners um, or all land managers. And so I think a very basic, yet, yeah, you know, the, the fundamental part, the first, the first part of sort of operating sustainably is that you're going to replace the um, inputs with, you're going to replace your outputs with, with some inputs so that you truly have a circular process. So um, we need to make certain that we are putting trees back in the ground and that those trees are growing to sizes um, and creating enough volume equal to what we're removing from the landscape, from those lands. And so basic reforestation um, and sustainable kind of managing sustainable yields, meaning volume in and volume out is fairly is equal or balanced, um, is the to me the fundamental kind of uh, base fundamental starting point for sustainable forestry. Now there is so much more than that, but I think that's the very first one and one that I think we sometimes um, don't give enough credit to. We'll say things like how many trees have we planted, but we're not truly getting into the um, why that's so critical to have a renewable cycle um, over and over and over. And that's allowing us to I think Warehouser has some of our third or fourth generation um, uh, for, uh, forests now, which is incredible um, in, you know, in less than 100 years in some places. And then I think the second one that we're doing really well that we also don't give ourselves really enough credit for or really explain very well is our commitment to third-party certification standards, which allows us to um, do two things. It can tell the consumer and our customers you can have confidence in what you're purchasing from us because it has met a series of requirements that are um, sustainable forestry standards. And when we sell you our product, our logs or our finished products, it comes with certain claims and we can back that up because it's not just us telling you it, but it gets audited and and that's important. But it also has raised the bar for how we manage our forests. And I think I, I overlook that the importance of that often where I say, well, we're third party certified, but truly what we're doing is improving um, forest management and 
sustainable forestry on our lands and in all those places that we source from. And I think that that um, that has been an incredible uh, benefit to the world. And um, and I we've been committed for many years to encouraging others, um, other working forests to be um, meeting those similar types of certification standards. It's also when we get to kind of challenges, I'll, I'll cover that later. It's also one of our challenges. Um, but I think if I just go back, I'll summarize like reforestation is critical. And then really having um, rising the bar for just improved and continued um, and continued improvement around sustainable forestry through our certification programs. There's so many more, but I think those are the two fundamental ones that I, I think we gloss over sometimes. And there's truly so much in both of those. And that's an opportunity for educating our public because I don't think that a lot of people understand, you know, the replanting process. You know, I feel like sometimes there's this perception of, oh, they're just chopping trees down, <laughs> you know, but they're not really getting into the whole management, the sustainability and the responsible management aspect of it. Yeah, and I, and I would I, I would totally agree. I, th I think uh, certifications play a huge role. Um, in our case, 98% of our forests are certified under, you know, forestry management uh, schemes. And, and um, we absolutely think that it's that it's critical to provide that that uh, assurance and the, that level of transparency to what we do around not only environmental issues, but also show, social issues in in our forestry operations. Nicholas and Ara, this is a great topic, and in the second part of this series, we'll dive a little deeper into forest management and some other social challenges the forest sector faces. Thank you so much, guys. Yes, thank you. Thanks, everyone. Great conversation. Hopefully, we can do this again. Thank you for the invitation to join you today. This is Discovering Our Fiber, a CMPC production.